Hello, and welcome to another episode of ABC Gotham. My name is Kate, and with me, as always, is Kathleen. Hello, everybody. It is me. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one because it's a mystery, and we're not going to solve it. That's it. We don't have a solution, guys. This is an unanswered question, although we have some information and some hints and stuff. We do. And if you are the mysterious person we're talking about, you can totally email us and we will not tell anyone that it's you. Okay, why'd you say that? I'd be so tempted if we found out. No way. It'd be like finding out who Banksy is. You wouldn't tell anybody if you figured okay. out who it was, That's would you? Point taken. No, no. Banksy, you can also email us if, if it's you. Um, well, what are we talking about? You guys can read the title. It's letter T, which stands for... The Toynbee tiles, the, the Toynbee plaques. Or the Toynbee plaques, yes, yes. So that, for you, if you're just listening, you're not looking at it, it's Toynbee, T-O-Y-N-B-E-E. Yes. And and I, it's kind of the only way I can figure out to pronounce it. I could be totally wrong. No, so I think somebody, I think this is one of the clear-cut pronunciations. There's, there's... Thank goodness. No accents or, or umlauts or anything, yeah. Um, so Kathleen, what are the Toynbee tiles? I am so glad you asked. So this is something, uh, I've been here a long time. I've walked around, I've seen them a lot, and they're, they're actually a thing. So these are linoleum rectangles with text on them, and it's usually red on white. Uh, it's usually like italics text, I notice. It's almost always a little bit slanty. Yeah. And these linoleum rectangles are embedded in the asphalt of major roads in New York City and also in other cities, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So they're a little bit smaller than like a standard sheet of paper. A lot of uh, a lot of sources say it's like a license plate size. Exactly, exactly. That's like the older. I mean, there's some newer ones that we can discuss whether or not they're actually the same artist. But there are some that are like postcard size and some yes. that are like strips of paper. But as Kathleen was saying, the traditional tiles that everybody thinks about are license plate size. Right. And they have a few lines of text. Something's written on them. And it's usually something like Toynbee Idea in movie 2001 Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. Right. So that's a bunch of seemingly, utterly unrelated words thrown together. I'll read it again. Toynbee Idea. In movie 2001. Resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. Yeah, and the variation on that would be Toynbee Idea in Kubrick's 2001. Resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. And and there's sometimes some of the tiles have like weird little other things around them written right. that are sometimes really hard to read. That's the thing. Which, these are hard to read. Like all these years I've seen them, I've never really read them for two reasons. They're hard to read and they don't make a lot of sense. And also in a lot of cases, it's a pretty busy road and I just want right. to cross it and get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So it's not the best thought out messaging system but we'll get to that in a second and and before we get to like the content of them like kate said many of the tiles are rectangular they have been found in other formats sometimes there's narrow strips like an inch tall in some places we'll have there's a location in philadelphia we'll tell you about there is a large configuration of multiple tiles huge huge spaces and the main message which i read about movie kubrick's 2001 resurrect dead planet jupiter 
that is uh, sometimes accompanied by a little bit of side text, and that's written like smaller a lot of times, like Kate's saying, really, really hard to read. And those are sometimes tirades against various organizations like the media or the feds, or in one particularly unpleasant case, Jews, and uh, also mandates to create more tiles. So what, Kate, what's going on? I was a little afraid you were going to ask me that. (laughs) So, nobody knows what these tiles are really about. I'm going to give you some of the most prevalent theories on that. That's all we can do for you folks, and I hope that will be enough. So, as Kathleen said, um, there's... Some of the tiles are slightly different in what they say around them, um... Whether you know that's where it calls into question whether or not it's the same person because one tile apparently there was a person in Pittsburgh that found a tile that said how to make the tiles. So we're not even sure that this is, but of course, it was uh, it's been paved over so you can't see it anymore. And that's the problem is a lot of these tiles disappear over time, they they're in the street, they get paved over. That's it. I mean, on one on one hand, it, it's like, oh, it's in the surface of the street. It'll be there forever. Eh, streets don't last forever. They go away, too. Yeah, yeah. So to kind of break down some of the ideas that are in the tile, Toynbee could be referring to a 20th century British historian and philosopher, Arnold Toynbee. Uh, he wrote on a lot of different things. And he, he didn't make the wrote- tiles. That's he important. did not make the tiles. He died <laughs> in 1975. <laughs> yes. um, and the first tiles were thought to have been seen in 1983. So right. definitely died before the tiles existed. But it's named after him because it's his idea that is mentioned on the tiles. Right. He's a Christian thinker. He wrote, a, he was really interested in culture, history, um, and especially questions about the success and failure of individual human civilizations. As a side note, his 12th volume, A Study of History, Kathleen, is the largest single work in the English language ever published. For real? Yes. 12 volumes? Really? Now, the reason that they're tying him to these tiles is Mm. that he had an argument that said that dead molecules could be revived if scientists put their focus in the right place, he's saying the way to tie this to the tiles is the resurrection of our dead on Jupiter. <laughs> like, is it's like the resurrection thing is how we're tying it all together. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a Toynbee reference in Ray Bradbury's short story, The Toynbee Convector. Right. And Toynbee had an idea that in order to survive, we have to always rush forward to meet the future, believe in a better world, and always aim for beyond what is practically possible. So therefore, humanity ought to strive to colonize Jupiter or something greater in order to survive. And that presumably is where the dead would be brought back to life. Exactly. On and Jupiter. also, yes, so that's... I kind of... Well, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I really am. But I need everyone listening right now to just think for a moment. Because this is the whole idea behind these tiles. And if you ever see one and you point to one, you can tell your friend, oh, 
the whole reason someone is putting these tiles in the asphalt of roads all over New York City and all over the world is because of the idea of resurrecting our dead on Jupiter on the planet Jupiter. Now, okay. Kathleen, I know you're asking yourself, <laughs> I'm asking what does this have to do state. with Kubrick's 2001? Let me tell you. Oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. I didn't even know this. Oh, good. I'm going to tell you. It's so cool. I love this part. Okay. Mostly because I hate this movie. Oh, I did not love the movie. And I apologize to anyone who who loves it or or Mr. Kubrick yourself. Yeah, I I I didn't stay awake through it. But this is a very neat thing because the idea of resurrecting the dead on Jupiter is is actually a very um inspirational for a number of artists and like you said Ray Bradbury mentions it in a minute we'll talk about how David Mamet comes up with something like this but for right now we're going to talk about two very important figures in American culture which are Stanley Kubrick is he a Brit no he's an American mm-hmm. uh Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C Clarke so yes. this is awesome. American Stanley Kubrick directed 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was a groundbreaking film of the time, and it changed how people thought about science fiction. Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey, the novel. And they worked on these simultaneously, and Kubrick and Clarke bounced ideas off each other. And this is neat. If you watch the movie, it's based on the novel by Arthur C. Clarke. And if you read the book, it says based on the movie directed by Stanley Kubrick. So weird. Isn't that cool? So cool. So Kubrick initially approached Clark about the idea of making a science fiction movie about humans having a spiritual encounter with extraterrestrials. And Kubrick had read Clark's fiction, including a story, Jupiter 5. And that directly references Toynbee. So at the end of both the book and the movie, the main character, Dave, I can't do that, Dave. Remember that part? You might have been awake. I think I was awake. I I might have been awake. (laughs) Dave is transformed after traveling to Jupiter into a spiritual being beyond his physical body by fantastic alien technology beyond our comprehension. That sounds kind of cool, but I still don't really need to go back and see that movie to the end. So that's how they are both looped into that. Arthur Clarke and Stanley Kubrick are both part of this whole Jupiter um, resurrecting the dead uh, idea. Right. That I guess Toynbee initially came up with. Although, you know, if Toynbee wrote that we sh- he had a theory on bringing dead molecules back to life, the molecules don't really die they change right but organisms die so i could tell he was a historian and not a scientist yeah mm. i'm still yeah and also shouldn't somebody all right so what and so kathleen's talking about 2001 mm. also you know there's the sequel to 2001 which is 2010 mm. um and jupiter also is uh, a big part of that mm. Somebody should tell people that there's no surface on Jupiter. Right? <laughs> there's not. <laughs> there's not a surface. We can't colonize a gaseous mass. Well, we'd have to terraform. Obviously, we'd have to but, 
build the structure, doesn't, Kate. Doesn't Jupiter not have... It doesn't have a surface at all. I, I, I don't know. I, sh I feel like I should know. I don't know enough anyway, about this. Anyway, yeah. so that's my problem with Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> we can't actually colonize it mm. because... So my problem with the whole tiles is it doesn't have a surface. Mm, yeah. And that, that's one of many problems with this plan, incidentally. But well, yeah, that's, the that's surface my, of Jupiter, my, we'll start with that. That's that's item A on the list. That's, of, yeah, that's my biggest problem. Also, I had nightmares about that big storm on Jupiter when I was a kid. For some reason, it scared me really bad. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It's like I read like this the details about that storm, mm -hmm. you know, that's been there for like centuries or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And... We're really off topic, but it scared me so bad. So I have a big problem with Jupiter. And you do not particularly want to be I don't want to be resurrected on, on Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> Can I be resurrected on Mars, please? Mars yeah, Mars. I'm cool with that. I saw the Martian. David Mamet's point is yes. uh, kind, of, kind of odd, and I wanted to bring this up. Um, he has spoken of his belief that the tiles are an homage to one of his plays. In my opinion, it's sort of a shaky connection because I think I have it's the, a stretch. Well, cause, exactly, because I have the dates work out, in my opinion. Yeah. So he wrote this play. It's called 4 a.m. is the name of the play in 1983. And there's a character in it who's a radio host. And he's sort of based on Larry King. And this character impatiently listens to a caller who contends that the movie 2001, based on the writings of Arnold Toynbee, speaks to the plan to reconstitute life on Jupiter. The radio host quickly points out the factual errors and shuts this guy, shuts down the collar. And that's why David Mamet thinks, ah, you know, 2001, Jupiter. The problem is there's a lot of reasons to believe that the tiles predate Mamet's play. The first recorded yeah, mention of the it's... tiles was in 1980, and the play wasn't until 83. Right. And it's not even published until 85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like it's a stretch. I think it's possible that David Mamet heard about this and right. maybe like subconsciously incorporated into his work. Right there. But and actually in 1980, like there's it's kind of like what inspired what. Mm -hmm. There actually was in the Philadelphia Inquirer, a 1983 article that kind of does that. Like, mm. it, a guy actually called local talk shows and newspapers mm -hmm. talking about bringing the dead to life on Jupiter. So it's like it's in Mammoth's place. It's happening in real life. Mm -hmm. So who, like, what influenced what? I have a hard time. I, I who feel like... Who influenced who? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm a little, like, David Mammoth... Stop trying to, like, insert yourself into this mystery <laughs> in which he would curse back at me, but... He would. He would. It'd be, it'd be artful cursing, but it would be a... It would be a diatribe that children would not be able to listen to. So, Kate, who's doing it? Who is it? It's not me. <laughs> it was, like, three. So what you're saying is it might be me. It might be you. It could mm. be my mom. It's, it's probably it could be mom. your mom. There are there are tiles in Chicago. 
Nah, they don't last very long in Chicago. They don't. Um, mm. They don't know. It could have been the guy who called in to the radio station. That's mm-hmm. a really big um, theory. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it could be, it could be anyway. It could be actually be a group of people. Our closest guess is this. In 1983, there was a man who uh, wrote into a lot of newspapers and called into a lot of talk shows. And he said he was James Marasco, who was a social worker. And he had this theory of colonizing Jupiter with the dead inhabitants of Earth. And he claimed to have come across the idea while reading a book by historian Arnold Toynbee. Now, he had a conversation, like you said, with the Philadelphia Inquirer. Toynbee's book had a theory on bringing dead molecules back to life, and this came up in 2001, A Space Odyssey, and this caller and writer in, this James Marasco person, claimed to have founded a Jupiter colonization organization, and that group was called the Minority Association. So people have tried to find James Marasco and get in touch with him, ask him questions, talk about the tiles, but whenever they... You go in the yellow pages, this is the 80s, or whatever modern sources of information, there are there is no James Marasco. The only person with that name is someone who was in his 70s when the tile started to appear. This James Marasco died in 2003, but there have been new tiles since 2003. So for that reason, the generally accepted explanation is that he just gave himself an alias. He's not really James Marasco. Uh, or he got resurrected on Jupiter and he came back and he does tiles all the time. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> now he's got lots of time. Yes. So the current theory is that they are the work of a single person. Uh, they have been attributed by some reliable sources, and we'll get to who those sources are. They've been attributed to a reclusive Philadelphia resident, Severino Sevi, CV, Sevi, Verna, um, who presumably used James Marasco as his alias, purportedly Sevy, S-E-V-Y, Sevy, this is cool, placed the tiles through a hole in the floor of his car. Which is smart because yeah. nobody's ever seen somebody put these tiles down. This is just as and they're always yes. in the street. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. So a hole in your car is a really good way if you can stop this. for a while. Well, how does it, how, how do the tiles do it? How do they go? How is this, how does this happen, Kate? So first, the message is carved on a piece of flexible linoleum. It mm-hmm. can't be brittle. It's got to be like, think more about um, carving something for a relief print is kind of what this is. So they carve a really soft piece of linoleum with whatever text you like. Sometimes he'll, you know, insert other tiles in there. You can just fit it all on there. You design it however you want. So on the back, you're going to put two pieces of, oh, on the front, you're going to put two pieces of tar paper. Mm. Um, So you put it on either, so you put some tar paper on the back, tar paper on the front, and the linoleum is just completely covered with glue and asphalt crack filler. So then you have this sandwich with that stuff in the middle, the tar paper on either side, Mm -hmm. and then in theory what he would do is, if this is our guy or Mm -hmm. whoever, the woman, 
would put this whole thing that he made about, like we were saying, about the size of a, a license plate through the hole in the car or on the street somehow. And you wouldn't notice it at first because it has the tar paper on top. Exactly. But then as cars drive over it, the tar paper comes off. And also the tile gets pressed down. And especially into... if it's hot. You, you've probably all seen yeah. soft asphalt. You have a couple of 18-wheelers drive over a little square of linoleum exactly. on a hot it's gonna day. It's going to push it right into it. That's it. By the time the tar paper wears off and reveals the message, which I love that little delayed reveal of the message. I love that. Well, because, yeah, because then especially you wouldn't notice if a car had dropped something on the street about the size of this, if it pretty much looked like what was already there, exactly. you wouldn't even notice mm-hmm. it until mm-hmm. later. And then you're like, oh my God, there's a new one. And That's people nice. go crazy for showing, <laughs> for finding these new ones. And um, you guys, we, we have a lot ones. of pictures. A yeah. lot. There's, there's. And if you have your own pictures, mm-hmm. please post them on the Facebook page. Definitely. I actually took a picture of the one closest to my work on my way home today. I was like, well, I got to get a picture of this. So. And and something to back up the car theory that we're talking about is the idea that um, for certain years, especially in two thousand one, all the way to. Um, up, up until, so until 2004, he must've had a car Mm. and it's because they're really spread out. I mean, they're largely East coast centered. There's a ton in Philly and New York podcast. There's a lot here, Kansas city, but all within somewhat driving distance of New York. But at some point he, his car, he must've had car problems because there's, a while where he they're only within an hour of Philly and so he maybe was putting them down by hand there are tiles to be found in South America so if it's the same artist he could have taken it he could have put them down in South America Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not like they kept popping up in South America they popped up once and then that's kind of all that's happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's largely Philadelphia New York New Jersey um this this whole region here but yeah there have been a few i feel like the farthest west was kansas city missouri kansas city yeah and some people question whether the kansas city ones are real or not mm-hmm. i mean i'm basically going with the theory that this is just one person i mean at least if it's not one person it's one one group maybe one group of people mm-hmm. doing it and not even though he did put down how to make one of these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and yeah and kate's saying that we can see differences through time or groups who pay attention to this do see differences through time and we have seen new tiles since 2003 between 2002 2007 many tiles displayed a different font and kind of a different style and they even changed the words we saw raise more than the word resurrect um one thing they noted is Prepositions are frequently omitted. Beginning in 2007, yeah, tiles were discovered in Philadelphia that were very, very similar to the original ones. So maybe he fixed his car. I don't know. Um, But they're seeing a lot of consistency. They're seeing a lot of reasons to believe that it is the same person. There have been recent ones in southern New Jersey. Uh, Their messages are different in some cases. Uh, One in New Jersey contains a tirade about a representative from the region's Meals on Wheels program. Yeah. 
it's so weird. Um, so the tone seems the same, but they're not always talking about resurrecting the dead in outer space. Sometimes they're, they have a very, very local message. So something's changing with the Tyler. But in addition to the Tyler, Kate, we've got copycat Tylers, don't we? We do. Well, because once people figured out that you can, um, you can do this, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. You know, it's, it's not everybody's <laughs> doing it, but you'll see a lot more, a lot more out there. That's what I would have expected. Like once people caught on to how this is done, I would have expected to see tons of this stuff. And we don't really. It's still kind of an unusual sighting, but there, there are well, copycats. There is. There's one guy who does the, um, I call him the, the stick man. Mm. Like there's a, we'll try to post a picture. Um, some, and you'll, sometimes you'll see him really close to a Toynbee tile. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's almost like a robot looking guy. It's like really small. I see him all over the city. I don't mm. know who that is mm-hmm. either. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this. A stick man. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. It's really, it's cool, but it's kind of like, I don't know who does that either. Yeah, there's definitely copycats out there. Just, you know, start looking down while you're crossing the streets. Look down. Yeah, look for the red and white ones, but also look for the other ones. There's another, I think the most common one is a group called the House of Hades. Right. Those are actually, I actually really kind of like their carving. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, but they look a little nicer, actually. They do, they do. <laughs> and the ones I've seen, at least, I, uh, not all of them maybe, but uh, I've seen, they're a lot more blue and white than red and white. Mm-hmm. But again, we're going to have like a thousand pictures. So uh, check them out. But the, the, uh, the people who know the most about these kinds of asphalt embedded tiles did some research and... This is interesting. So you could consider House of Hades, which is one of the things written on the tiles. That's what they call them, uh, which is the group behind some copycat tiles. They've chosen to remain anonymous, but they're not really ripping off the Toynbee tile idea for fun and, thank God, for buzz marketing, because that's what I would be afraid. Oh, I know, I know. Someone would try to, you know, embed a, a new fragrance or an app or something or something like that into asphalt they're not doing that they the source believes that the house of hades group or person is a genuine homage by someone who seems to have a genuine belief that life will be resurrected on jupiter yeah yeah so there's at least two guys out there who believe this maybe they're friends Maybe they have, like, a resurrection club. Oh, maybe they're linoleum manufacturers. That would be really smart. Ah, that's awesome. I want that to be the, the truth. I don't think it is, but I want I don't it think to so. be. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, so there's a movie that's out that you can watch. There's a movie? Yes, um, which I really want to watch, and I didn't have a chance to before we did this, so I'm really excited mm. to watch it this weekend is mm-hmm. called Resurrect Dead, The Mystery of the Toynbee Tiles. And mm-hmm. we have kind of talked about it a little bit. They have a theory on who they think the Tyler is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a worth worth watching. I'm curious to see what they come up with. Apparently the guy who, who did it, Justin Durr, who we've talked about 
um, already in this, um, is like obsessed with the Toynbee tiles. So he has gone everywhere and uh, he's seen a ton of them and he just just has done all this research worth watching the movie. Um, it mm -hmm. won a bunch of Sundance Film Festival stuff. Yeah, this was uh, 2011. They're, they're Philadelphia-based filmmakers. So like Kate said, Justin Doerr, but a couple other people, John Foy, Colin Smith, and Steve Wynick, they released Resurrect Dead. And uh, it was selected for the 2011 Sundance Film Festival in the U.S. documentary category. And Foy got the category's directing award. And there is a link below for how you can see Resurrect Dead, the mystery of the Toynbee tiles. And here in New York, as recent as 2014, mm -hmm. there's been new tiles popping up. So They're still happening, guys. It's still, happening. still happening. So I don't, I don't know who you are, but it's pretty cool. I get it, Now mm -hmm. I'm like excited, and I want to go around documenting as many as I can see. Um, right. And you would not be the only one. There, there are websites full of all of these Toynbee tiles images. Yes, and mm -hmm. there's, you know, Philly has said they would actually like to uh, save some of the tiles. Like, they're kind mm -hmm. of, like, put a word out. If you see one that's brand new, please let us know. We would love to come and remove it. Most of them get so embedded in the street, it's not, they're not really able to. That's it. By the time the tar paper rips off. It is there, so... Yeah, and I kind of really like it as a street art. See, this brings up, if I can harken back to episode P, uh, yeah. public art, the concept of site-specific art. And by removing it from the site, are you destroying the art itself? I gotta go with... with I gotta agree with you, Kate. Uh, leave it in the road. That's where it's supposed to be. I know. I mean, it is sad, though, because it's so site-specific if they repave mm -hmm. the road. And these things do break down over time. Mm -hmm. Eventually, mm -hmm. they'll just all be gone. Which I feel like must have been part of the plan, though, right? I mean, that's it's like building something out of wood or paper in a, in a high-trafficked area. There's just going to be wear and tear, right? Right. Some cities mm. hate the tiles. Mm. Chicago. Chicago. It's vandalism. It's vandalism. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. Garbage. But a lot of cities have done a lot to try to preserve them. Mm -hmm. So that's it's kind of exciting. I bet if you manage to get a picture of one in Chicago, it's extra valuable then. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Next time I'm in Chicago. Next time you're visiting your parents. I Yeah, I will keep my eyes open for one. But they'll probably get them up as soon as they see them. So I know. It'll it's, be hard. It's so sad. There is a second movie, The Tiles Phenomenon, was the inspiration behind a forthcoming independent feature film called West of Her. We also have the link for that below, so pay attention for when that comes out. Go and see it. All right, well, we hope we piqued your curiosity about this mystery that is pretty much unsolvable. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still pretty fascinated by this. It is. It's so... That, that someone is so convinced and so compelled. Really, start paying attention, keep your eyes open, and next time you see one, say, oh, that's about resurrecting the dead on Jupiter. Yeah, when you're walking your, like, relatives from out of town around and you run across one, you'll be like, oh, I know what that is, and you'll feel like a real New Yorker. <laughs> and that's what we're here for. That's what that's we it. at ABC Gotham are hoping to do for you. 
Yes. Well, I look forward to talking to you next time. And we'll see you for episode U. Guys, episode U, Ugliest Buildings. We heard from you. We heard from everyone in the city we could talk to. We have a million votes, a million pictures. Stay tuned. This is going to be a good one. And be prepared. It's definitely going to be a mega episode. So absolutely, get ready. Absolutely. Thank you already to everyone who has suggested ugly building ideas. Your contributions are incredibly valuable. We're going to use all of them. Definitely. And plus we may throw some of our like personal requests in. Oh God, I've got like 20. I know. Uh, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll see you it. next time, guys. Talk to you next time, guys. Bye. For more ABC Gotham, go to our website, www.abcgotham.podbean.com. Special thanks to Podcasting's Brock. Music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake. ABC Gotham is a K2 production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved. This night of New York City.